Another great episode of Mystery of Parenthood coming up. If you like what you hear, go to redsearadio.org, click on the donate button, and become a monthly sustaining member. Please support us. Thank you, and God bless. Good morning. You know what that means? That means you're listening to the Mystery of Parenthood, and we just ask that you would slow down, take a minute, and um, hopefully God will speak to you uh, during this time. And before we get going, we're going to ask, uh, I'll ask Stephanie to, uh, to say our prayer. Good morning. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Lord God, from you, every family in heaven and on earth takes its name. Father, you are love and life. Through your Son, Jesus Christ, born of woman, and through the Holy Spirit, the fountain of divine charity, grant that every family on earth may become for each successive generation a true shrine of life and love. Grant that your grace may guide the thoughts and actions of husbands and wives for the good of their families and of all the families in the world. Grant that the young may find in the family solid support for their human dignity and for their growth in truth and love. And grant that love strengthened by the grace of the sacrament of marriage, may prove mightier than all the weaknesses and trials through which our families sometimes pass. Through the intercession of the Holy Family of Nazareth, grant that the church may fruitfully carry out her worldwide mission in and through our families. We ask this of you, who is life, truth, and love, with the Son and the Holy Spirit, Holy Family of Nazareth. Pray for us. St. John Paul II. Pray for for us. us. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Yes, you are listening to The Mystery of Parenthood on Red Sea Catholic Radio, which is KEDC 88.5 FM in the Brazos Valley, KYAR 98.3 FM in Central Texas, KINF 107.9 FM in Palestine, and that's a lot of ABCs. Alphabet soup, baby. <laughs> yeah. and, and Go Red Sea. Thaddeus yeah. is here, as you yeah. can hear, and uh, we're going to... We're going to do, I guess, part three of mm-hmm. of um, setting our families ablaze. Um, if y'all remember from previous ones, I guess maybe one time we can run all these side next to next to next, whatever that's called, <laughs> consecutively. Yes, there's yeah. a good word. There's a good word. English teacher. All right, English teacher. <laughs> uh, I, well, no, okay, you've already got me going the wrong way. <laughs> but anyway... Um, so if you all will remember, we, we use the acronym FIRE with regard to how do you set your families ablaze in, in your parenting, in, your, you know, in and through your parenting. And so FIRE was, as you recall, F was faith, I was integration, R, which is what we're talking about today, is relationship, and E is evangelization. And so... I think that it's important to remember, like, so if you talk about faith and, and integration, um, they are keys that you have to do, but they're kind of things that you do by, you can do by yourself, not necessarily by yourself, but you can focus on how am I applying my faith? How am I living it out? What am I doing to, to show it? And it's kind of a, a little bit kind of self-knowledge and self-application this is the first one that actually extends us to realize that we're not an island to, unto ourselves. I mean, we're not meant to live this perfectly holy life by ourselves. We're meant to be in relationship. In fact, the mystery of parenthood is that as a family, we're meant to be outward signs of the invisible truth that God is a trinity. He's a communion of persons. And so as a family, we are a community of persons. They're in relationship to one another and meant to be that way. So we can't survive without one another. Others depend on us and we're not an island. And so extending off of faith and integration, we're going to talk today about what it means and how do we cultivate relationships? How is relationship meant to happen? And, and um, let Stephanie kind of take the lead on this because she's the best. (laughs) (laughs) So, Anyway. Yeah. Well, so um, what Trey and I um, kind of have talked about and would like to present is that there's three elements in um, in relationship and how we 
must consciously and actively um, make those present in our families. And the three elements are time, trust, and authority. And so, um, as we all know, the church has consistently um, taught that we, as the parents, are the first and foremost educators um, of our children. And so to live out that mystery of parenthood, we want to look to the source of all parenthood, the source of all unity, who is God, our Father, from whom every um, family in heaven and on earth takes its name. That's from Ephesians 3.14. God guides us with, um, he graces us with guidance, strength, and support to visibly reflect this truth and love um, about relationships to our spouses, to our children, uh, and to those we come in contact with um, daily. And the family is where it all begins. It's the training ground. It's the the breeding ground of where um, it it all starts. And boy, when you have a big family, <laughs> you're reminded of yeah, that I, I, daily. <laughs> well, it's true. I mean, it is. And if you think about it, it's it's like anything else. It, it's there's such wisdom that God made it that way. It's just our embracing that because we can manage relationships between three, four, eight, ten people that we're around all the time. So we understand that. And I think it was, I, I remember like a Chesterton or somebody, I'm not going to do the quote, but he says, you know, if you can't get along with uncle Johnny, what makes you think you can get along with anybody? I mean, you have to be able to figure out how to work through those struggles. So you learn how to, communicate, you learn how to do all those things. And so there's such great wisdom in family being the place. So our challenge to ourselves and our challenge to you who listen is to listen to these things and apply them because this is where they learn how to interact with their bosses, their employees, their friends in a, in a positive way. Yeah. So. Yeah. And so, so kind of concretely, let's talk concretely about, um, about time. One of the, one of the first elements <clears throat> Trey and I really, I mean, you know, I think we've all heard, participated, talked about in the the whole quantity versus quality argument. And I'm sure, you know, there's good points to both sides. And um, and it's it's almost like a chicken or an egg argument sometimes, I think, when we are discussion, when we when we can kind of get into it. But we really propose that quantity allows you the opportunity to catch the quality. Um, it's really hard to um, to manufacture. Manufacture. I was like, not synthetically. Yeah. That, that's not that. <laughs> We're having word word problems today. Yeah. Manufacture um, quality time. Um, you know, to to. I mean, if in you know any of you out there with children know that that sometimes that just opportunity pops up, and it usually pops up at the most inopportune times. And the flip side is, I don't know if you've had this, but I know it's true. Sometimes you plan all this stuff and you think it's just going to be great. And it doesn't. I mean, I remember, I'm just going to tell a story. Remember Stephanie calling me at, uh, you know, when Trevor was probably three or oldest and like, there's something wrong with your son. And I'm like, well, first off, anytime she uses your son, <laughs> something's wrong. So you don't even need to preface that. And she, and she, I said, what? Oh my gosh, what's going on? And she goes, he doesn't like chocolate chip cookies. <laughs> so, I mean, so she's like, she had done all this to try to have this wonderful time. And he's like going, oh, these are, these got seeds in them. It's like <laughs> disgusting. So this thing that was going to be mom doing something really cool, all of a sudden devolved into really. <laughs> so, I mean, I guess the flip side is, is sometimes even when you think you're manufacturing it, you actually create other problems. I mean, so anyway, I thought that was pretty yeah, apropos yeah. for yes, what we're talking about. Very, there. very. I forgot that forgot about that story. I'll never forget his face, like literally gagging and saying there were seeds in the cookies. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I mean, so we like Jesus. Jesus descended descended onto onto earth and and walked among us. He worked with worked with human hands. He loved with a human heart. Um now he was divine I, I you know lest we forget but but he descended and was and and walked among us and so that's how we have to be as this visible sign to our children we want we need to descend into their world play you know take time to play take time to have family dinners i mean you never know what kind of conversation is going to come up um during family dinners um Carpooling to activities. I mean, there's no lost time when you're with a child and you just never know 
um, you know, when that opportunity is going to present itself. Trey and I liken it to, you know, a window being, you know, a little crack in a window or, um, or, uh, you know, a crack in the door and, and kids are going to do that so many times. And when you don't take the opportunity to, to enter in, they're, they're going to probably quit offering that opportunity. And so we just need to always be um, vigilant and, and you know, persevere in taking that time with our kids um, and, and creating, you know, so like Trey said, this story of me trying to create this, you know, quality moment making cookies with, you know, and eating cookies with Trevor. And, and yet the other day, I, you know, I just happened to go into my daughter's room and we had this full on, you know, I was going in there just to see what she was doing. And, you know, and we had a, a, a full on conversation about struggles and prayer life. And so, I mean, you, again, it's just opportunity and, and, and taking and, um, and taking advantage of that opportunity. I think, I think it's really important to, to remember, you have to recognize those things because it may not come as a direct question or, Hey, I'm really struggling with this. You, you got to be looking for, you know, do you think I'm pretty or what, whatever, and, and recognize in that question, there's something more there. And we can get so busy. I've got other things to do, a football game to watch or, you know, clothes to clean or going out. And, and if you miss that, that's a veiled, you, you got to find out what that is. Like, why do you ask that? Of course you're pretty. But I mean, don't dismiss it and say, of course you're pretty. Get over it. I got to go. <laughs> I mean, that 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 is a missed opportunity. So it doesn't always come up with a kid going, hey, I'd like to sit down with you for like 20 minutes and talk <laughs> through. I mean, that's not how it happens. Yeah. So that's why the time, spending the time, making the time to walk across the house into their room and say, hey, how are you doing? And when they say fine, but you can tell by the way they say fine, okay, go sit down and do it. So you always have the antennas up when you spend the time, whether they say, their body language, whatever. I mean, that's being purposeful. Mm -hmm. So did you have Yeah, <clears throat> that goes off of the idea of, I think, paying attention to the cues that they give you. They all have different cues. Mm -hmm. My oldest... It's that tone of voice, the way he says, Papa. And then there's a, and I just know that there, and his body language, and I just know there's going to be a heavy question following after that. So I better, you know, clear my schedule. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. And, that, and that's my second, my second child. It's a kind of a telling of a funny anecdote or a funny thought that passed through the mind. And then that's sort of an, her segue. Huh? Yeah, the way that she tries to <laughs> kind of open up. She sort of so, it's like soft pedals the, the thing. Right. My third oldest, who's six, he kind of comes at you even more sideways with sort of a goofy question a lot of times, but he's got, there's something back there in his little six-year-old brain that he's already mulling over, but it kind of comes out in a in a little bit of a funny question or a strange question, an oddball question. Right. I think that's and I think it's just learning, okay, they, they want to talk about something, or like you're saying, I'm gonna I'm gonna turn what may be tiny and I'm gonna turn it into an opportunity to, to, to say something or speak to um they gotta know of value. They gotta know you'll make time. Yeah. That, that, so more important than anything, they gotta know that if they got a question or something they're struggling with, you're gonna make time for them. Mm -hmm. I mean, so anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Um, some of the things that we do, um, kind of more, I guess maybe, maybe more inactively is, um, I think I've talked about this before. I've gotten those circle adhesive things from target right. and they, they, um, they stick on a mirror in their bathroom. I, you probably could put them on the wall in their rooms as well. They just, it's, um, but anyway, it's the, you can write on it with like dry erase markers. And so, um, I'll, you know, write verses on there. I'll write, I think right now I've, you know, got something about like what my life philosophy is to try to be Jesus to everyone I see, you know, what's your life philosophy? I mean, so just kind of some little things. And what I think is really cool about what this is morphed into in our house is um, that the kids leave each other sticky notes now. So like Kingsley's mirror is, you know, full of not only verses that she has found important 
for her and, and helped her, you know, with whatever she's struggling with. But like her sister will leave her some and the boy, you know, so it's like, the, you know, it's kind of like it's kinda KSBJ. Cool to, uh, <laughs> well, it's kind of you walk by and you see like, oh, that's project. cool. Madison left her, you know, uh, just a, a word of encouragement, like right. three words on a thing. And, and, right. and she didn't take it down. It's still sitting yeah. up there. You yeah. Know? I mean, yeah, 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 yeah. That's pretty cool. But this is, this is time that that's, that's, what we mean when we say time, it, th those things as well. It, it's not, maybe not a, you know, interactive, um, you know, conversation, but just little pitch and pennies like Trey always talks about, you know, um, pitch and pennies into their, into their little. It can be souls. five, it can be, <laughs> it can be five minutes. It can be a minute. Don't, it, and it's like, it's kind of like saving money. I mean, if, you, if, if you think, well, I don't have enough to really make a difference. Well, th then you've made a mistake. I mean, use the minute that's that's there or the five minutes that's to drive to the grocery store or whatever so don't look like okay i need to sit out if it's not an hour then it can't be quality that's not true it, it the quality comes from being recognizing that every moment you spend with them is an opportunity for them to for them to divulge something or ask a question or respond Absolutely. Absolutely. So moving on to trust is our second um, kind of concrete way to 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 build and, and um, cultivate relationships in our families. And and I mean, you know, trust sounds simple, but it, it it's it's you know, it means to do what you say you're going to do when you say you're going to do it. Um, and I think that, you know, um, it starts from a very early age because uh, I, I mean, I can even remember um you know, like leaving the kids with a babysitter and they cry and cry and mommy don't leave and, and you come, but you come back. <laughs> and so when you, when you parent, when you talk about it in that term, you know, using those words with them, mommy said, she's going to come back, even though they're crying when you leave and it's gut wrenching. When you come back, you, you talk to them again. Mommy said she was going to come back. I came back. I went to do, you know, whatever. I mean, date with daddy or errands or whatever it is you were doing, but to, to, to make that come, remember, we have to make that come full circle for our kids. We sometimes have to connect the dots and, um, and, and talk in those terms so that they, yeah, so that they understand. That's again, another thing about, about time. You have to make the connections for them when they're younger. Mm -hmm. Don't assume that they're like, oh yeah, mommy came back. Yeah. I mean, you need to say, look, mommy said she was going to come back. I came back. Mm -hmm. You know, it, mm -hmm. that takes 10 seconds. Right. You know, but again, you do that enough times, you're right. pitching pennies built and building trust. Right. It's built over time. I love the verse um, in Luke um, 16, 10, whoever is faithful in very little is faithful also in much, but whoever is dishonest in very little is dishonest also in much. And so we need to, you know, to remember that year after year of telling them things that we're going to do um, from the time that they're little will bode you well when they're older, because then you'll be able to use Trey's favorite verse, favorite phrase when, um, when a kid is, is talking to you about a situation or wanting to do something that you're in a disagreement with. And you can ask them the question, have I ever misled you? Have I ever told you something that wasn't true? And you both better know that the, the answer is no <laughs> at that point, because the questions, you know, <laughs> when they're little, um, getting, you know, coming back, you know, from, uh, you know, leaving and coming back is, <laughs> of course, for a little kid, it's probably a big thing. But, um, but the, the, the issues get bigger and bigger as they get older and older, you know, small children, small problem, <laughs> big a, children, big problems. <laughs> That's and a practical <laughs> addition to that is be careful about what you say and how you say it with regard to a plan that you're making. Cause that's always, <laughs> if, if they hear you say something like we're going to go, we might go do this, make sure that they hear the might in, in that. Because I think sometimes when you build on that, you'll say something and you fully did not intend. You're like, Hey, that might, this might be something we might do and they'll hear it. And then they'll come back and say, well, see, you didn't tell. no. <laughs> But I think that I learned that later on that sometimes you can talk about something out loud with your kid. Mm -hmm. and, and it's a concrete plan It's for a them. concrete plan. The minute you said it, it was that. You know, we might, we might go to Six Flags or whatever, or we're going to go do this. And if you don't, then you're caught. But you, ha you have to make sure that you are clear on what is, this is a promise to the best of my ability versus this is 
a, Mm -hmm. hey, we might do this, you know, so. And hey, if you've just joined us, um, you've joined the Mystery of Parenthood on Red Sea Catholic Radio, KEDC 88.5 FM in the Brazos Valley with uh, numerous other ABCs. Uh, <laughs> yes, in Palestine and Central Texas, and so we've got uh, we've got hopefully listeners all over the place, and we're talking about um, relationships, how to cultivate um, relationships in your family as part of um, our whole series of setting your family ablaze with the acronym Fire, which was faith integration, relationship, and evangelization. So you can find those other. Um, you can actually find uh, fire and I mean uh, faith and integration on um, some other podcasts um, on the on this on the you radio actually could station. go because these were found on on the our mystery of parenthood dot com oh yeah website actually so yes interesting don't send us any emails that we need to a better yeah. website because yeah, we know yeah. <laughs> it's as good as it's going to get for a while so anyway love we're you too guys. busy cultivating relationships in our right. family. <laughs> Anyway, um, I think at this point with um, with trust, it's very significant um, to point out that that it you know it is built um, it, it trust is built over time, but it's also built on delivering the truth in love. And um, in our house, we love American Idol. We just we love watching American Idol, and it's a family event, and um, it's uh, it's super fun to to. To point to point out, we call it we call it not being the American Idol parent because if you've ever watched the show, it's um, if you don't know anything about the show, it's it's kids from all over that audition um, to try out to be the American Idol, the singer of you know of uh, of America, um, and um, they go all over you know the 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 the, the states um, trying to gather these kids and and um, and the initial process is they come in and sing before the judges. And some of these kids, I mean, their parents are just, they got the signs and the fatheads and the, you know, hyping their kid up and you're the greatest singer. And some of these kids walk into this judge's chamber and start singing and you just cringe. You're like, oh my goodness, you, you know, that would be like if I tried out, (laughs) I can't carry a note if you strapped it on my, you know, can't carry a tune if you strapped it on my back. I mean, so and so the judges, unfortunately, you know, have to deliver the bad news to this child that this is really not your gift or you need to work on this or, you know, but then they come out and these parents are like angry at these judges and they don't know what they're talking about. And and I mean, I'm sorry, but you're Everybody talking about knows what they're talking yeah, about. You're talking about, you know, Jennifer Lopez. And <laughs> I mean, these judges are like, you know, <laughs> yeah, but and, they've already got great singing careers. And so they're, you know, they're, they're telling these kids, you know, that, oh, they don't, we'll show them you're a great singer. We're going to keep, you know, keep doing this. And, and it's like, are you really doing your child a, a you you are doing your child a disservice because there is a gift that each child has and and it's our job as parents to help them find that gift um, and lovingly steer them from things that may not be their <laughs> their gift. Um, the funny story in our in our family about that and 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 listen feedback. I, I love this uh, um, podcast from yeah Father. Um, Mark Schmitz. Mark Schmitz. Yeah, Mark Schmitz um, on feedback is, uh, I mean, failure is feedback. And and he says, um, you know, it can either um, change your course or it can make course correction when you get, you know, you can go either way. I mean, and so kind of the failure is feedback story in our house was um, one of our sons uh, when he was in probably it was by 10, 10 years old, yeah, yeah i was to say elementary school 10 years old he wanted to play baseball and played for city league and we had this form to fill out and Trey filled it out and and as part of the form um one of the questions was you know your child's speed and trace circled slow because this was slow. child was slow <laughs> <laughs> so this form went off and went to you know very securely you know <laughs> um anonymously <laughs> left our house and and went to the to uh to the city league um you know well so what happens little did we know is they didn't have enough coaches that year 
And they asked Trey to coach a team. And he said, yes, but I'd like to have my boys on the team. So that way, you know, we're not all separated. And so those papers came back to our house (laughs) and they were on the kitchen table when Colby saw them and was reading the forms. Uh (laughs) (laughs) You know where the story's going. And he said, hey, who felt, who said I'm slow? (laughs) And dad was like, well, Well, no, actually my oldest, my oldest sent me other, sent me other books. Who do you think said, wrote that? That's dad. (laughs) Dad And you are slow. (laughs) (laughs) Was how that conversation. Looks like it kind of lit a fire (laughs) under him though. Yeah. Well, that was the, that was the course correction. I mean, the failure, you know, I mean, feedback was not, Failure for him at this point. He and dad had a great talk. It, it was awesome because Trevor had was just far enough down the road with dad and his relationship with dad telling the truth in love that he said, look, dude, dad's not going to steer you wrong, you know? And, um, and so after kind of going away, you know, I think mulling over it, he actually found this, um, twice the speed thing on, on this program that you could buy on, on the um, internet and ask Trey if he could, if he could purchase it. And, and, and of course we said yes, cause he's our one that when he's committed to something, he's going to, he's all in and he's going to go for it. And, and it truly like over time has made him faster. And now he's, you know, running back for college station high school <laughs> I mean, and yeah. he's pretty darn fast. <laughs> But, but, but again, that's it. That's, and that's how we always tell that story because the, the, there would have been two wrong things. One to tell him he's fast when he's not, then he wouldn't have worked at it. You know, the loving thing is to do it. And, and then also recognizing that it's not like Stephanie said, it's, it can be a course correction or it can be a change of course. Mm -hmm. This was one where like, okay, if you want to work at it, maybe you can get faster. And we'll do that. So there may be people on American Idol that if they took some singing lessons, they maybe could. And that's happened. Get back. And that, that has that happened. That has happened. Kids have come but, back. But then there's know. others that you hear, you're like, there's no, there's no amount of, <laughs> of, of help that you can get. So there must be another plan. The way it's not, you don't leave them there. You say there's got to be something else that you're gifted at because God has a plan and he's got something that only you can do. And our job is to help figure that out. And the only way you're going to figure that out out is to actually recognize that this isn't the course and where his parents are helping you not to tear you down, but to say, let's look somewhere else. Mm-hmm. So anyway, I, that's, it ought to be something that fires you up actually. Yeah. So yeah. did you have some? Yeah. This is not so much about truth necessarily, but it's the failure piece. And I think it's important to remember that, um, what looks like failure, we can't, we can't get, uh, hung up or focused in on what looks like failure by the uh, world's standards all the time. You know, that just that lesson of if you stop Christ's life at good Friday, it's a complete failure, complete and other utter failure. Um, but that's not the end of the story. It's, it's Easter Sunday. That is the true definition of his, of his life. And so we, we need to kind of keep that in mind that, when we experience or our children experience failure according to the world's standards, um, there may be, you know, moral, um, there may be a moral principle that they, that they stood up for or that they, they held to. Uh, right. Maybe they, maybe they failed, like maybe they didn't do well in a test because um, they didn't take the opportunity to cheat or be dishonest. You know, they did things, they did things the right way. Sometimes doing things the right way is going to cost you. Mm-hmm. Right, and, and that's why the cross is so important to remember. Yeah. He did nothing wrong, and it's still <laughs> right. It's part of a faith that Bad that, things do happen to good people. Yeah. Yes. Amen. Well, and I, and I think that's beautiful. I mean, that's a great example pulling in our faith to, to give our kids when they think something's a failure because that the story's not over. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I right. mean, you know. Well, and, think about it. Sometimes the world will do it, and those are some of the most disconcerting. I'm thinking about Madison when she was what in sixth grade tried out for tried out for company oh yeah. and she was the only one of her friends mm-hmm. the only one who got cut did not make it mm-hmm. that was devastating so sometimes you're not the one that's having to deliver the truth sometimes the world in its coldness will deliver the truth and how we respond stephanie sat there and and wept with her 
and then at the end of you know because that's a that's a to weep with us descending into their mm-hmm. thing. It's not like oh get over it or I mean she entered into her suffering, and then at the end of it after it calmed down said okay you've got one of two ways to go with this. I mean you can quit dance and find something else which is fine, or we can you can go and ask what do I need to do differently. And, and how can I get it? I don't want to do it. And so we said, I mean, Stephanie did this. I didn't. But, I mean, said, you pick whatever. We'll support you in that moment. And she said, I want to go try out. And so she went to the teachers and in, in, hum, in humility said, what do I need to work on? You know? And she's captain of the rangerettes. I mean, <laughs> so she's, she's come a long way. Well, but there's a course correction. There, and she's teaching. You know, she's teaching now people about dance and she and she loves it so it's something that we saw that she loved we offered her the opportunity the fact that she was willing to go in there and humbly you know ask was that's all a growing opportunity that's all something and we just got to see it instead of saying going to the teacher and going I can't believe you cut my daughter I mean all her friends made it and she's better than her I mean that's how some people would respond that's what I wanted to say (laughs) but sometimes you gotta bite your tongue and let the and let the the, And I think, yeah, well, anyway, we won't go there. But but I, but I do think it's important to remember that those are opportunities where you have to bite your tongue sometimes, both in terms of who you're talking to, but also how you handle with them. I think mm-hmm. the coolest thing, it was sad, was them literally crying together when they got that. That 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 is descending into their and allowing that to happen and just experience that as opposed to trying to be the parent in that moment, like, hey, get over it or whatever. I think that, that she received it better because she recognized her mom. Yeah, and, with and her. true. I'm going to be honest here. I mean, I'm always trying to be honest, but <laughs> I'm, I'm going to be, I'm going to admit something, something true about myself <laughs> that as a parent, I think a little, oftentimes I'm a little bit too quick on the old, you know, I'm going to put my arm around you and say, oh, that's too bad. And then, <laughs> all right, let's, let's get over it here. Let's, let's move on here. You know, and it's, it's, yeah. I need to, I need to not be so quick to move them past um, their their down their downfall. Mm-hmm. They, you need, yeah, you need to kind of be in that for a while to to really have it sink in that and okay, then, yeah, what I'm you know the effort that I'm giving or the talent or the abilities that I've mustered so far they are not getting it done. And so what either what do I want to do to to achieve this goal that I have, or I need to look at myself and say oh, maybe maybe this isn't really that important to me. Mm-hmm. And so I need to go do something else. That's that's important for for all of us. We all have to have had to do that, and we have to yeah. to do that. Well, and it so takes, have to let our kids do it. It takes time. I yeah. mean, you know, it's it easier to just go. All right, let's go, let's move on. <laughs> yeah, but I, but I think also it cultivates that when they when when she cried with her, I think it meant Madison knew it mattered to her. Yeah, exactly. You know, and so so she was more open to listening to it. It could have been quicker. Got to go. Stop crying or cry. You're, you know, I mean, there's so many things that I could have seen myself doing yeah. that that were not that way. I, I anyway, I, I point that out as being a, another way. And it's just sometimes the world puts in a situation. Our job is to stop in that situation and take the time. There's your quality time. And it just happened. It's not. It's not that you manufactured that. Yeah. So yeah. Anyway, yeah. those are the those are the best times. Those, to... <laughs> those are the best ones. Especially if you can, especially if you can hold yourself together and <laughs> try to use it as a as a teaching opportunity. And, right. Um. You know, because it was a great one. I mean, it. You know, it was. Um, it changed her. I mean, it changed her for good. Yeah. I mean, she's. Yeah. Work ethic, everything. Yeah. I mean. Yeah. That's awesome. Agree. You know. I would agree. Yeah. So yes, yeah, so we need to be honest in love, um, and 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 be trustworthy and and build trust with our kids, and so the last um, so we we've uh, we've uh, gone over is um, is is trust and time and time, and now we're we're gonna go move to um, authority, which this is the probably the one that's probably the most misunderstood. Um, I think you know I know personally. Um, when I first had kids, you know, my definition of authority was probably the lorded over them. <laughs> right. The because I said so, the you're gonna do this because I'm the mom and 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 you're the child. Um but uh 
but I think as parents, um, that position, it, it authority is 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 helping our kids to set limits and to demand certain things um, our, of our children for their sake, not for ours. I know we've talked a lot about, you know, doing things for the sake of the child, not because it's more convenient for us or it's easier for us or, you know, we get to go watch that football game or television program or whatever. Um, but we need to, to set limits and expect behaviors to, to help our children um, become who, who God created them to be. Um, and, and, you know, that in our house, we've, we've, sometimes that means turning off the TV. Sometimes that means turning on, turning on the TV and spending time with them and, and, and going through TV shows and, and teaching lessons. TV shows and movies are great, are great lessons to. <laughs> and sometimes they're hard, they're hard work to do, yeah. to do, but yeah. I've watched some shows that, anyway. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, if if but taking the time um, to disengage from those things as well, and as I always say, you know, spend time with the the three dimensional people. Um, it, you know, you're making that demand for their good. Um, I think today, kids. Um, I mean, I know we talk a lot in our house about not communicating with people via text or email or you know that that face-to-face interaction and being able to to communicate with people um is what cultivates relationships that that face-to-face um but the the uh, the authority piece um I think that we've kind of used the funnel um is is sort of our uh as, as sort of our gauge and I know we've we've probably talked about this on numerous other shows but for those of you who may never heard it talk about the funnel, you know, when you think about what a funnel looks like, um, the, the small end to the larger end, that's, that's kind of the, um, your, your pin of, of authority and freedoms, like, you know, a pin being, you know, what, what your children are in and you're moving them out of that funnel. You're, I mean, you are trying to get them one day, they're going to be gone from your house. And, you know, we're not going to be able to, unfortunately coach our children in every scenario and situation that's going to ever come their way. Um, but, but, you know, starting out, obviously when they're younger, there's more constraints, there's more no's, there's more, um, interaction and authority, you know, authoritative for their sake. Yes. yes. For their sake. Um, you know, behaviors from the parents to the child. Um, but what you're watching for is when they start handling different freedoms Freedom being you're moving up that funnel as it's getting wider and and um, and bigger that that you you watch how they handle different freedoms and and allow them more responsibility and more opportunity um, and sometimes making mistakes you know is not a bad thing now obviously you're not going to let them make the mistake of running into the street when you know when there's car I mean there's certain things that you know I let them go to a yeah. R movie when they're 10 right or, you know or, right right I mean, but there's things we're going to say no period right right I mean, right but um and 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 know too that once you've kind of given some freedoms and you start seeing wow that like for us it was an unrest it was an it was a it was there was no peace in our house, and usually when we when we'd get to the bottom of it, we'd given somebody a little bit too much freedom, um, and they weren't ready to handle it. So you kind of have to pull back down. You know? I'm telling you, if if anybody out there listening, if you if you parent try to parent in the funnel, knowing you're always trying to move freedom from from these limits, one of the best things was we would sit back and say, hey, so and so, they're they're really. So this child is having this problem, and one of the first questions is: Have we given them any? Uh, we learned this from from the Ezos, mm-hmm. but it, I found it to be kids. completely mm-hmm. true. Yeah, that, yeah, that we when do you need start, to give credit to growing kids God's growing way. Growing kids God's way. It's yeah. about yeah, yeah, and 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 it's kind of where this is kind of where we were coming from when we started putting this together. But that that idea of the of the Ezos, I thought initially that sounds. Yeah, that doesn't. I mean, just because you gave them a freedom, then there's a problem. But I'm telling you, multiple times, mm-hmm. m- a multiple upon multiples across very all the kids, if we would ask ourselves, "Hey, we're struggling with so and so," and we'd say, "Have we given them a freedom that they didn't have recently?" The reality is, almost always, that was this the that was the source of the problem, even if it's not directly correct 
connected to the problem. And we would say, okay, we need to take that back. And we would teach our kids the funnel. It's not like this is like some secret <laughs> science. I mean, we would actually show them and say, look, we're moving towards you having it. The funnel doesn't go away when you, the limits don't go away when you leave here. You're just going to be in charge of setting your own limits. Mm -hmm. And so teach them that, make the dot, connect the dots, and then use it to recognize that when you're using authority for their sake, that sometimes that authority means I've got to pull the reins back in because they're not handling it well for their sake. And it obviously impacts us as well. Right, but, right. Well, because, I mean, I think the whole idea of the funnel is that, like, like Trey said, you're taking your, your, I mean, just think about it. We never have, um, I mean, we always have restrictions. I mean, we have to drive on, you know, a certain side of the road. We have a certain speed limit in certain areas. I mean, we always, you know, talk to the kids about, you know, when they're grumbling, you know, grumbling about freedom or I don't, why can't I do this or whatever? You know, it's like, listen, mom and dad aren't free to do anything that we want. I mean, how would you feel if, if we could, you know, any of us could just drive on whatever side of the road, you know, we wanted would, is that true freedom? Would you feel safe and secure, you know, leaving the house? Well, no, uh, you know, yeah. so, so talking to them um, about that because you you're wanting them again to move to that ownership and responsibility that they're taking on, and um, themselves and seeing that you're doing it. So sometimes you have to say to them, this is for your sake. And this is why we're saying no to this, or yes, you have to do that. You have to articulate that to them when they gripe. Sometimes the best way to do it is to ask them, why do you think, why do you think that I am saying no to this? Can you think of a reason why I might, why it might be a good thing for me to say, no, you can't do because that. Because you're mean? Because <laughs> <laughs> you don't <laughs> like me? <laughs> I say, okay, yeah, do you really? And then when I would say that, yeah, well, that's true. Yeah, my whole, I, sometimes what I do to catch them, I said, look, yeah, it is actually true. My whole existence revolves around trying to make your life miserable. <laughs> And and, and then they say, usually laugh. And then they usually laugh. That's a full time that job. That's, that's yeah. a full time it's job, hard. kid. <laughs> but, Why do you think I don't have any time to listen to your your gripes and your ideas and your, uh, your questions? But 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 another thing on this that's just extending that's not necessarily in what we've talked about here, but it's important that when you do use your authority to say no, that you do have a way for them to add additional information. You know we. People laugh at this, you know, the may I appeal from the, from the Ezho's uh, to this day, our kids will still, you know, may I appeal. What that means is I've got more information as a son or a daughter that, that I think that if you knew this, you might reconsider. You have to build into the culture that that's an appropriate thing. Not, you know, I'm playing in the street. May I appeal as the car is coming and. <laughs> you know, yeah. but, but may I appeal, maybe I've got, you know, did you know the parents were going to be there or whatever, then you might. And, and again, as I've said, we need to try to say yes whenever it's possible, but so, so that they'll accept our no's more readily, not happily, but readily. Mm -hmm. And I've noticed that, that, that they, once they, once you, again, you establish a culture of, I can make an argument against I can say I can say no, but I'll try to say yes. I'm known as Stephanie. And I are known as people that if you give us additional information, we'll we'll say yes. They accept a no much more quickly. That, that's part of the culture you've got to build. That happens in small things. Yeah, we've been trying to to build this in more, and I, I've noticed that having that as a as a a part of or an aspect of our family life is helping me to remain more composed because I, I know that there could be a request for an appeal, but we haven't been able to do, can I make an appeal? Oh yeah. We've had to do, we, I, we have gone with, can I give you some more information That's or fine. can yeah. I ask yeah, a question? It's, fine. it's not yeah. that I, we, yeah. that was, so, I don't, it doesn't matter. It, yeah, just, it doesn't matter what the words are. It's right. the, it's the, it's the philosophy. I right. mean, it's the, you know, the or, I, or I'll sometimes we'll say, one of us will say, would you like to give us some more context about, you know, what's, what's right. happening? Like why you smacked your brother in the, in the face? <laughs> yeah. to, I'm sure there's a good reason. <laughs> but, but that, I and mean, if there's not, then we need to talk about that. 
But again, all I'm saying is you, you build that into the system in, in small ways, be known for saying yes, be even known for maybe changing your mind, you know, so that they know that that's a possibility. Because if it's always no all the time, then you're not building that in. But I think it's I think that's the way authority needs to be seen. It's for them. We're moving you out one day. You're not going to have to do what we tell you to do, but you are going to have to do things because they're the right thing to do. And that's when we know that we've raised you well. And I think, you know, it, it, when you picture that funnel, um, you know that just by the very nature of it, when they're younger, there, you know, there are, uh, you know, unfortunately, that probably is the world of no, <laughs> right? <there may laughs> you know, a lot, a lot of times. Yeah. And, and because there's a lot more, um, again, a lot more need for, um, you know, teaching and, and, and um, rule following and, you know, and, and laying all that. I mean, you've got to lay that, that moral groundwork, um, you know, for them. Um, but I think as they move towards, you know, the, the larger end of the funnel, um, that's when, so, you know, I, I, the example I can kind of think of for, for us, um, is, is movies. I mean, we're huge. We, we love movies, but, um, Trey and I made a decision, golly, I don't remember how many years ago that, I mean, we were not going to see R rated movies. We went to one that we should have walked out of as, as parents, um, we as decided. parents. Yeah. As, yeah, as we yeah. weren't going. Yes. To and so, um, and now granted the, the passion is rated R. That's a little bit different. You know, there, you can't be a legalist. There's, you know, there are going to be situations. Yeah. That, unplanned too. But. Yes. Yes. But, um, but so, you know, and so we decided with the kids that, you know, that, I mean, I mean, you have to be eight, 17 to 18 to go see. I think it's 17. 17. Yeah, I think it's 17 to go see um, an R-rated movie without your, you know, without your parent. And so we were not going to support that. I mean, you know, even though you could have gotten our permission or we could have gone together. And so when they did, you know, when they have turned um, turned of age, there's been times that they've talked to us about going. And so what we've done in, in this particular situation is taught them how to go to, you know, movie sites, the plugged um, in, un, yeah, plugged decent in movies, decent movies.com. I mean, and, and to really look at it and, and are you making a good decision? I mean, you know, at least put them through some sort of thought process. Um, and, and, and I, it's been nice that they've wanted our opinion, a couple of them have not taken our advice or not taken our opinion and decided to go ahead and go to the movie. That's one of those things. I, I, I mean, for us, it, it's been a mistake we're going to allow you to make. And thank goodness, <laughs> for the most part, they've all come back and gone, oh, I shouldn't have gone and seen that. Or, oh, that was awful. You were right. Or, you know, um, and so. <laughs> so then you sit there and you say, I mean, you yeah. don't say, hi, I told you, you know, I mean. <laughs> That, I mean, well, what, after you say uh, that, then you. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, you do you say, "Hey, listen, you know, maybe next time when when you say that, you know, li listen, you're old enough to make that mistake. We've made that mistake. I mean, you can also be honest and say, I I've done that too. Yeah, you know, it's Absolutely. not you, you. It's a course correction. You know, I mean, <laughs> that's a failure that that you should have avoided. You didn't, and now, but that's part of the thing. Our, I mean, one daughter actually wanted us to set the limit. Yeah. Tell, tell, tell me I can't, go. I can't go so I can say that my parents won't let me go, you know? And I was like, I'm not, we're not going to do that. You have the money. You need to be the one that says I'm not going. And you don't have to explain why you can just say I'm not going. But, um, but she went ahead and kind of went with the crowd and came back and said, that was a mistake. I should not have done that. And I, and so that's the way learning happens. But your part of that funnel is there are certain freedoms that you should not take back from them because you have done enough to them for them. You've used your authority well enough to where they should be the authority that says no to this or yes to that. Right. Yes. Yeah. So don't miss that. I think don't miss the opportunity don't to miss give those. them say no. This is yeah. your choice. This is yeah. not not ours. Yeah. Yeah. Give them time to to practice. I mean, that's what all of this. It's practice. It is. It's all of this is is you know is is practice within our talking families. about practice. <laughs> talking about practice. Yes, exactly. <laughs> it's the you know the the old the old coaching adage. I mean, you know, you're you're this is um this is all you know is pregame, and so 
um, you know, for them being, uh, you know, the, the game for them is when they're out of the house and, and you want them to, um, you, you want to impart your, as much wisdom as you have and the processes that you make to think through things. Again, that doesn't just happen with kids. I mean, you have to, it's, it's a training ground of showing them how you think, why you think. <laughs> Explain why, what yeah. your thought process is. Yeah. You want, you want them to know this is what dad would think about this. This is what mom would think about this. Why? Because he's told me how he thinks and I understand how he thinks. I may think he's nuts and choose something else, but we've done something. If we have given to them, this is the way to think through this. This is how you come to a decision. And this is what happens when you fail and how you respond to it. You take it as feedback and move on. I mean, I'm not going to do that again. Mm-hmm. I mean, yep. that's the great thing. You're not a failure. You're not like nope. going to hell. You're, right. I mean, you're just, you've, it's, yeah. you've learned something right. and that's right. good. So anyway. So I think for our memory verse, I'm going to have to go back to a, to Way a very back. tried and true <laughs> um, because this is so true in our families, but especially um, when we're working on cultivating um, those relationships and, and really raising our children um, to go out into this world. Uh, Deuteronomy 6, um, 6 through 9. Keep these words that I am commanding you today in your heart. Recite them to your children and talk about them when you're at home, when you're away, when you lie down and when you rise up. Bind them as a sign on your hand. Fix them as an emblem on your forehead and write them on the doorposts of your house and on your gates. Or your bathroom mirrors. <laughs> <laughs> but I just I, think this, yeah, this this verse is just such a beautiful example of um, that we should constantly be, be looking, be looking for those opportunities. You'd be looking for the opportunities. You know, keep your eyes open, antennas up, and and look for a relationship. Relationship happen in moments. So, and remember, only God can help you take the mystery out of parenthood. Pray, parent with a purpose, and prepare for God to amaze you. And He will pray God for bless. us. We're praying for you. 